Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Service Without Excuses podcast. It's another sunshiny day here in the state of New Jersey. Still a little bit on the cool side, but we're getting a little bit of warmer weather for February. Hey, what the hell? It is February, and where I grew up, uh, Februarys were pretty rough, so uh, I will take it, guys. Welcome to the Service Without Excuses podcast. I'm so, so glad to have you here today. Um, Just wanted to uh, come to you with a brand new podcast. If you're seeing this on the video screen, watching this on the YouTube channel, it's been a minute. It's definitely been a minute. Um, You've probably also noticed I'm down to a little bit thinner weight than I was last time you saw me, about 36, 37 pounds. So I had some life-changing things that had to be taken care of. Um, Nothing at this point too serious, just things to keep track of and things that I need to um, really hone in on. And, uh, you know, the health had to come first and and my uh, other business interests had to come first too as well. But I did miss you guys. I missed being here with you on the Service Without Excuses podcast in the SWE studio. You can see the studio is a little bit different, and obviously my shirt is red, and everything around me is red if you're watching this on YouTube. So um, that's my favorite color. Uh, I've always gone between that and a green being the resident Mick, but um, red is my favorite color, and that's my branding color if you want to have my personal brand color. So I am so glad to have you here. I'm going to make this one pretty brief. But there's um, different things I talk to when I talk to people online, people in different uh, groups that we have on Facebook, on LinkedIn, that always ask me questions. And sometimes it comes from my coaching clients, but I do try to have that totally separate from what I get on there. So I get a lot of really interesting content when it comes to, um, you know, uh, questions about business and, and the world and what's going on right now. In particular, one of the questions that I was asked is, is you know, um, and they, you know, their explanation is the glass was half full. And I say there's, there's two ways to look at things. Glass half full, glass half empty. Glass half full, you know, you're looking at things more from a pessimistic standpoint. Um, if you're looking at, or, I'm sorry, glass half empty, you're looking at it from a pessimistic standpoint. Glass half full, you're looking from an optimistic standpoint. And if you don't understand what the difference is, I, you probably do, but I'm just going to explain it anyway for those that are maybe are not totally sure. Optimistic means you look at the positive things, you look at the positive outcomes, look at upside leverage in the words of Jay Abraham. Look at things that are actually going to make your life better, make you some money, make your entire environment and your world better, your family's world better. Pessimist looks at tends to be maybe a little more realistic at times, and they both can be realistic. It just depends. They look at they look at it half empty, like gloom and doom. What's going to happen? Well, this particular person was messaging me, and every single message seemed to be more of what's wrong with the world? What's wrong with this? And 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 I, I say, you know, my first question to them is, how is your personal life? Now, I don't normally get involved in people's personal life when it comes to business advice, unless I know them very well. But this particular person kept at it over and over again, asking me kind of the same questions. And the questions were very kind of doom and gloom. I don't think he's intentionally that way. It's just how it came across, again, the pessimistic side of it. And he's telling me about his business and how the economy has changed it and, you know, the president caused this and this and that. And, and, you know, I've always gone back to hearing two pieces of advice I've had in the past. And one was from the great legendary Brian Tracy. And if you know Brian, you probably do. Probably the most celebrated speaker, uh, public speaker, uh, professional speaker of all time. Um, Legend, beyond a doubt. Definitely took me along my journey opening my first business. He's the first person I listened to other than uh, my one of my mentors, Manny Talavera. And what he had um, said was, I choose not to participate in that 
uh, economy. I choose not to participate in what other people. Now you hear people say it all the time. Influencers say, "I choose not to do that. I choose not to go that route." Well, you know, it started with him, um, and this is going back quite a while. And what I found was that. Um, that advice served me very well. I choose to participate in something because ultimately, whatever the policies of the government are or whatever the policies of people making decisions are, don't really um, – I don't have a say in it. I don't have any say in the outcome. We can vote these people in or out of office, but at the end of the day, we have to make our own economy. We have to make our own opportunities. We've got to make our own leverage. We've got to make our own world and our own life with our families. So that's ultimately comes out to the other piece of advice was from a yellow pages salesperson. Yes, if you go back long enough, you remember the yellow pages, yellow pages or yellowbook.com got into more website stuff down the road. They, they finally diversified. It took them a while. Um, but their big thing was to, you know, really uh, push this printed book that I did when I opened my first business in 2005. Back then it was kind of dying out, but still pretty relevant. Now it's completely irrelevant in the world we live in. Um, but it's a dinosaur and we can learn from that. But one of the things Joe may marry my sales rep had actually said, Hey, thank you so much for that. One of my, um, one of my sales reps had said to me, how's business? And I, I gave him the doom and gloom. And I was like, Oh, well, I did these ads and I did this half page ad and in color and it was very expensive. And I just started my business and I'm draining my bank account and life sucks and I'm not working enough. And he says, listen, do you tell customers that or anything? And I said, I'm honest with them. I don't know what's going on. He says, listen, it's not that you should be honest with them, but you not offer information based on your current situation. You should think about where your situation is going to be at. First of all, people that want to hire you don't want to hear you're slow or dead. They don't want to talk to someone that's not working, not consistently working, and not busy. They want to know whatever you're doing, you're doing all the time. That's why they want to hire you. They don't want to hire somebody sitting around that doesn't have enough work. And I thought about this. And applies very big today. That when I call to get a doctor's appointment, I'm out. Like I got a doctor for the specialist stuff I've got to go to, and they're out like three months. Okay, three months to see a doctor, three months to see a specialist, and it didn't change just because of COVID. This is just the world in. There's not enough doctors necessarily, not enough specialty doctors in this particular thing. So you had to schedule stuff. Like I just scheduled my appointment now up for. It's February, so it was like April, May, to get another blood test on and and, and things looked at. And I thought to myself, I got to wait months to see a doctor, even to see my own doctor, my own primary doctor. You're weeks out to see them unless it's a God forbid emergency. And then they tell you, go to the emergency room, go to on-call professionals. You can't get in. Why? Because they're always busy. They're always got more work than they can take away with. Now, certainly they they have their, they like more private work. They'd rather probably not deal with a lot of insurance companies, but they know that's a necessary evil when they're doing what they're doing. My whole point is they're booked out. And I'm more impressed that I got to kind of wait for them because they have enough business than I would be if they said, come in tomorrow. I would start thinking, well, that's great. You had a cancellation. If that's cancellation, that's awesome. It does happen. But generally, I'm expecting when I have them on the phone, I got to wait. When people call New Jersey's best, other than slower times of the year, which is where we're in right now, it's normal. We're used to it. And, you know, there are some things that are that are making it dragging down a little bit now. But again, I can't control that. I can only affect the outcome uh, based on what I put out there. Um, I look at it and say, uh, usually I'm out at least a week to week and a half. Now, I never really like that in a sense because I'm too afraid that somebody's going to go away, but I can't overwhelm what I have. I've got to make sure the work I can do is a quality job 
for the customer that's hiring us, the clients that are hiring our company. So I got to know that I can't really get them in the same day. That's really for the larger chain companies and they do their thing and we do our thing. And I am not really comparable and I'm sure they would probably agree to as well. They can do that. That's part of their business model. I was with the guy that started doing same day service and I worked for him for years that started doing it nationwide with the first large franchise and then other people copied it and went from there. And does it work? It works great if you can pull it off and you have a lot of trucks, but literally to do that, you have to have somebody sitting around waiting for same day service because everybody else is busy doing their job. It's not our business model. Our business model is doing a quality job, planning out what we've got to do for you and delivering on the result you're looking for, giving you the service without excuses, giving you uh, the exact job you're paying for and then some, always being able to under promise and over deliver. So going all the way back, all the way back to what I talked about in the beginning, the uh, the gloom. You have to start looking at things like uh, what can I control and what I can't control. You can't control the administration. You can't control war. You can't control countries hating e- each other. You can't control nuclear apocalypse, so to speak. You can't. These are things you have no control over. What you do have control over is what's in your house, the quality that you're delivering, the right that you're promoting and marketing your services, the fact that you have systemization in place to make your company more efficient, more profitable. These are key things. When I work with people, when I talk to people, when I offer advice, anything like that, these are the cornerstones of what I talk about. If you don't have these basic things in place, then you can't do it. Um, You know, an example is I come obviously from franchising and working for franchises, being a, a franchise support guy and traveling and training. Um, one of my friends started or started working with a franchise development company, a major one, and he just reached out to me and said, Hey, what about possibly franchising New Jersey's best? And I thought to myself, Well, that's wonderful, but it says New Jersey's best. Why would somebody want to bur- want to buy or want to franchise something like New Jersey's best? They're out of their mind. And then he says, Oh yeah, really? What's who's your biggest client? And I said, Right now, Jersey Mike's. And he says, Ah, well, they're all over the world, aren't they? And he he stopped me in my tracks and I went, Jesus, he's absolutely right. They don't care about that. Now, do I think it's franchisable at this point? No, there's a lot more things that have to be put in place to do it. But I get his point. I get his idea. I get where he is coming from because uh, people are not buying Mike subs. They're buying Jersey Mike subs. And if you said Mike subs, that might grab you. But there's probably a million Mike subs in every state in the country but there's only one Jersey Mike's or, you know, franchise, so to speak. They're all over the country, all over the States, you know, wherever they're at, but they're Jersey Mike's and they all started with one place that is about eight miles away from where I'm sitting right now, eight miles away in a little area called Point Pleasant. And that's where they started a long time ago when Peter Cancro started the business. He's brilliant. I do want to get him on the podcast at some point in time because he is a huge influence to me, how he did what he did and he did it old school and it's, it's real and the story is re- remarkable. So, I'm going to work on that. If somebody here is listening to this and they can message me, they happen to know some contact to Peter, even though I work for them, I've never met the man. Um, I'm sure he's very busy, but I am one small section of that. And if I can make something happen, I will with that relationship, but I don't try to mix the two. So if you know Peter, let me know. I'd love to interview him, just like I like to interview a lot of success stories that are in both independent and franchising. That's the other thing. I don't really care. If you're a franchise you're and you're able to talk to me about it, and it doesn't have to be a franchisor on the on the conversation and you can talk freely, then I would like to talk to you too as well. I'm not going to ask you intimate questions, but ask you what you think some of the success points you are in your business and what you think makes you work. I don't care about the negative. And that's my point.
you shouldn't focus on what is negative and what's wrong in the world. There's too much of it. All right. You can only focus on the outcomes you can control or you have some say in. Even if you don't have the ultimate control and you have some say in it, some vote into it, then great. But if you don't, then you don't. And that's just the way it is. So think about when something hits you, is it really doom and gloom? When I was told that I had some medical issues I needed to address yesterday, um, I did it. When they told me I needed to lose weight rapidly, I did it. Uh, because the alternative was not good. And I did what I needed to do. And most of my body's still recovering from it, including back issues. And that's why I've had uh, been kind of lenient on just sitting in a chair for any great period of time because that's been an issue. And I've had to rehab that and work on it and see specialists and starting to see some light after about six months of that. So that was one of the reasons for my um, departure on it is just not being able to have a full focus on the work that I needed to do, not have a full focus on the podcasting. I had still kept my clients, still kept everything going. I just had to take a break from the podcasting, a break from a lot of the PR stuff around it that I post on LinkedIn and Facebook and content in my different groups because I had to take a break. I had to do it. I was, I was a crispy critter with this. Um, I went at stuff 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I didn't sleep. I didn't shut down. It was affecting my health and I had to make a change. And I did. Um, and if you have the same situation, I recommend you find out where the priorities in your life and you focus on those priorities and you dismiss all the crap that you don't need to have. So my message to you in this podcast is just to try to really be positive and focus on positive things. Not everything is, is beautiful in this world. In fact, a lot of it is not, um, but a lot of the not you can't control. We're in parts of the world. If you're in the United States listening to this, we're a very, blessed and lucky nation. No matter what people think, we're very fortunate to have it. I've been to other parts of the country where it's not so nice and their situations are insanely uh, difficult and downright horrific in some areas of the world. So if you think your problems are bad, just picture what they're going through right now. Don't give me this political bullshit. I don't want to hear it. Um, And I'm sure any other successful person I know doesn't want to hear it either. Um, you know, we're not going to get into politics. We're going to talk about you and what affects you in this world. Everything the government does can affect everybody. But within that scenario, you choose you. You figure out what works best for your family. You figure out what is best for your situation and you go with it. You don't question it. You don't second it. Um, you know, I talked to one of, the, one of the key questions. I talked to uh, potential coaching clients and I just, I asked them, I just told this to another coaching colleague of mine, um, Clark, that there's a couple different ways to look at a coaching person. And this is really coming from pro athletes. This is not coming from, you know, the business world or that, but there are people that are not coachable, semi-coachable, reluctantly coachable, or completely coachable. CC, I'm CC. You tell me something, I followed. If it doesn't work, I've had consultants I've hired. I've hired influencers on things. Some things work. Some things didn't didn't make any difference. Now, there were bits of it that worked or might have worked better, but I went at it full bore. I did exactly what they said, and I'm completely coachable because I only have to look at what I might have been able to do better, and then I can also look at the advice that was given. Was it good advice? Was it good? You know, Did I get my return on my investment for the advice following them and being completely coachable? You'll find out a lot of people don't. Um, are not as good at what they claim they are or have a lot of uh, bullshit behind what they actually say. I, I'm learning that the hard way, but I've had a lot more positive people that have been able to mentor me and give me good at sound advice that works when applied being completely coachable. Um, my question to you is, 
what type of person are you is while we're on the conversation? Are you not coachable, uh, semi-coachable, reluctantly coachable, or fully coachable? Uh, completely coachable is the word CC. So think about that. Um, probably a good way to do it. And a completely coachable people are, of course, my dream clients because when I give them advice based on their requirement, we can talk about it. doesn't mean they have to agree with me, by the way. They can always say, now nah, I think that's stupid or moronic or that doesn't work in my place. Or and we, we can have a discussion, a real dialect. But what I don't want is somebody that's not coachable. I don't even want somebody that's reluctantly coachable because um, or semi-coachable because it's not, it's, you're still having reservations. And um, again, we don't always have to agree on things, but you have to take the advice at, from experience. You have to take advice from my experience, personal experience, or advice from experience from coaches and mentors I've hired. Um, so if, even if I haven't done it myself, I've spent a lot of money, a lot of money to learn from some of the best people in the world. And I'm an avid reader and I try to keep up on technology and business on a daily basis. Um, just my own vice to be a ferocious learner of information. And it's a mix of both what I've applied and I know what works for others. Um, so find out what kind of coachable person you are and really think about your mindset. And um, should you look at things more as the class half full? Don't worry about what you can't control about. Look at things on a more positive level because shit, things could be worse. Tomorrow a semi truck could come down and plow through and finish everything. It could end you and everything around you. So live for today and think about this as you only have those 24 hours. What are you going to make with those 24 hours? What positive impact are you going to make with those 24 hours? All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Service Without Excuses podcast. Brand new episode for 2024. You will see them quite a bit more coming in the future. I'm going to have some guests on here. I've got a couple people in the pipeworks. And if you haven't listened to the Evan Carmichael, uh, the Lost Podcast, as I call it, it's at the top of my page, top of my different uh, uh, groups and LinkedIn. It's on my, on my business page on LinkedIn, Rob M. Lyon. Um, great interview. It took me eight months to, to be able to sit down with Evan and then only to find out it was lost. And it was devastating, but I had a positive outlook onto it. Server went down, server was able to be restored a few months later, and I got the clippage back. It took a while to pull everything up, but we got it. And I edited it and it came out you know, as good as I possibly could find it. And it's done pretty well, but listen to that Evan Carmichael uh, episode. It's, it's brilliant. Among other episodes you're going to hear on the Service That Excuses podcast, no matter where you listen to it, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching me here on YouTube, of course, hit the like and subscribe button. That's always a plus. I appreciate it. And, um, and if you listen to it, wherever you listen to downloads, I, iTunes, whether it's uh, Spotify, no matter what it is, uh, download it, subscribe there too as well, and get our content all of the time. Or of course, visit robmlion.com and check out our, our five things course. You can download it free of charge. I think you really get a lot out of it. There's no requirement to ever even contact me again, but start there. It's free. There are five imperative things that every service business owner needs to know right now. So go to robmlion.com or go to go.robmlion.com robmline.com in particular. That's go.robmline.com in particular to uh, to find that. And also, I want to thank our sponsor, ProdigyPro.io. ProdigyPro.io is the ultimate business marketing automation software for your service business. I think it's awesome. It powers my business. Um, my buddy Rob Hampton came up with the the solution with this, and I worked with him. He hired me to do some stuff, and I did a lot of um, sales stuff and he's done so well with it. I was originally a partner and um, I, I'm more of an advisor now and consultant on it now. And I got to tell you, the software is just awesome. It really powers my business. So check out ProjiPro.io. You can get a free a test drive. Just mention the Service Without Excuses podcast and they'll set you up. 
uh, with both a discounted rate and a program and a free trial too as well. So we'll talk to you later. Again, ProjiPro.io, Service Without Excuses podcast and RobMLion.com. We'll see you again, guys.